RTHK, the news at one with Sean Kennedy. The headline, Standard Chartered Bank is under fire after some credit card holders complain that their card data has been stolen. President Xi hails a new era in relations between China and Arab states as he begins a visit to Saudi Arabia. Sources say the government plans to announce further easing measures for COVID patients and their close contacts and the union calls for a wider range of penalties in addition to the government's plan to increase fines for littering. Some standard chartered credit card holders have complained that their card data has been stolen after receiving messages of unauthorised transactions. Victims have flooded Standard Chartered Bank's Facebook page complaining they can't log on to the mobile banking app or contact its customer service hotline. Francis Fong, Honorary President of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, says banks need to improve their risk management. There are some risk management that they have to be more sensitive. I think this time, because they have already sent SMS to the to the bank user when they got three similar transactions in US dollar for a very small amount. So I think they did what they have to do right now. But in the future, I think they may have to be more sensitive. For example, if they see three assistance transactions on the server side or the bank side, maybe they should not just send an SMS to the customer, but they should stop the transaction and call the customer and see if the customer really doing these transactions or these are from the hackers. Meanwhile, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority said it's urged the bank to investigate the matter. An article signed by President Xi Jinping hailing relations between China and Arab states has been published on the Saudi paper paper al Riyadh as the president began his state visit to Saudi Arabia. Aaron Tam reports. Beijing has touted the visit as its biggest diplomatic initiative in the Arab world. In his article in Al-Riyadh, titled Carrying Forward Our Millennia-Old Friendship and Jointly Creating a Better Future, Mr. Xi said he is bringing with him profound friendship from the Chinese people. He said the trip is designed to build on the past and to usher in a new era in China's relations with the Arab world, with Arab states of the Gulf and with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Energy Minister Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman had said that Saudi Arabia will remain China's credible and reliable partner in the global oil market. The official Saudi press agency also quoted him as saying that bilateral relations are witnessing a qualitative leap. Sources say the government will announce the shortening of mandatory quarantine and isolation periods for COVID patients and their close contacts. RTHK understands that infected people can have their isolation cut from seven to five days if they show two consecutive days of negative results from rapid antigen tests. The same applies to close contacts of COVID patients. Health officials are also said to have decided to reduce the number of daily rapid tests required for arrivals from seven to five. The government has been urged to introduce other penalties and improve education in addition to the proposal to increase fines for littering. The authorities have proposed doubling the fine to $3,000. But Lee May Siu, vice chairwoman of the Hong Kong Food and Environmental Hygiene Department Staff Rights Union, said colleagues, frontline colleagues often face verbal insults or even physical attacks when they carry out prosecutions. She said she was worried that this would worsen after the fines were increased. Ms Lee said the authorities can consider ordering offenders to take lessons. Don't limit your thinking to just one direction. You should enhance publicity and education because this area is very inadequate. For example, people who've committed dangerous driving have to take driving improvement courses. People who litter should not only be fined, they should also take lessons on public hygiene. 
Turning overseas, the prosecutor's office in Peru says the ousted left-wing president, Pedro Castillo, has been arrested. It comes hours after Mr Castillo was impeached by Congress. His former vice president, Dina Boluarte, has been sworn in as the country's new head of state. The BBC's Katie Watson has more. Lawyer Dina Boluarte has been named Peru's first-ever female leader, replacing Pedro Castillo after he was impeached. The drama started when he made a televised speech to the nation, dissolving Congress and replacing it with an exceptional emergency government. The announcement was met with shock and came just before Congress was due to debate its third impeachment motion against him. His plan to preempt the impeachment vote backfired. Congress subsequently voted to unseat him. Now he's been detained on grounds of rebellion for breaking the constitutional order. The Mexican government has said it would grant Mr Castillo Castillo asylum if he requested it. The first three episodes of a new documentary about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are being released on the streaming service Netflix today. The couple say the series, Harry and Meghan, is a chance to give their account of their troubled relationship with the media and with the rest of Britain's royal family. The BBC's Johnny Diamond has more. This looks like it's going to be a series of absolutely explosive revelations. The trailers for the series are tantalising. You've got Prince Harry talking about the dirty game that the Sussexes had to endure, about leaks of stories and planting of stories against them, about a feeding frenzy by the media. And he compares the treatment that Meghan received to the treatment his mother, Diana, Princess of Wales, received. Now, this is just one side of the story, but it is a fascinating story. In Britain, opposition parties and environmental campaigners have bitterly criticised the government's decision to approve plans for the country's first new coal mine in 30 years. Critics say the mine would undermine Britain's transition to a greener economy. Estelle Worthington is a local campaigner for the Friends of the Earth group. Any coal that's used contributes to our global CO2 emissions and to say otherwise is creative accounting. We, we need to be rapidly moving away from, from coal and embracing green technologies. That's also what the steel industry wants to do. The United States has described the first public execution in Afghanistan since the Taliban regained power as despicable. A State Department spokesman, Ned Price, was speaking after a Taliban official confirmed that a convicted murderer had been shot to death by the father of his victim. Mr Price said it was further confirmation that the Taliban had not changed their ways. This indicates to us that the Taliban seek a return to their regressive and abusive practices of the 1990s. It was an affront to the dignity and human rights of all Afghans then. It would be an affront to the dignity and the human rights of all Afghans now. The mayor of Kiev has warned that Ukraine's capital could face what he called an apocalyptic scenario if Russian air strikes continue. The city is already facing severe power cuts because of attacks on energy infrastructure, but Vitaly Klitschko said it could reach the point where no heating at all was available. Temperatures in Kiev regularly fall to 15 degrees below zero. There are growing calls in Greenland to widen an official investigation into forced birth control practices that saw thousands of Inuit women and girls fitted with contraceptive devices without their consent. Nayar Lieberth was only a young teenager when a coil was fitted in 1975. I was maybe 13 years old when they gave me coil, when it was put inside me, it felt like I was stabbed with knives. I felt that my body was colonized. 
they violated my rights. An inquiry is already examining the actions of the Danish health authorities between 1960 and 1991, after which the Greenland government took control of health policy from Copenhagen. The United Nations Biodiversity Chief Elizabeth Maruma Marema has said global talks getting underway in the Canadian city of Montreal are the world's last chance to reverse the destruction of the natural world. The BBC's Victoria Gill has more details on the summit. Over the next two weeks, 196 countries will aim to agree and to sign up to a set of specific targets to reverse the extinction of species and the destruction of habitats. Targets like establishing more protected lands. But the UN's biodiversity chief said countries were still divided over many of the goals. One particularly thorny issue is how to pay for nature to be protected in the poorest, most biodiverse countries. With the variety of life on our planet on the table here, negotiators are bracing themselves for a long two weeks ahead. A judge in California has sentenced the former president of a failed medical technology firm to nearly 13 years in prison. Ramesh Balwani was convicted in July of defrauding investors and patients by claiming the company, Theranos, had developed a kit to diagnose multiple health conditions from just a few drops of blood. Apple says it's beefing up protection of data that users store in the cloud, a move that could thwart authorities as well as hackers. It says its advanced data protection plan extends end-to-end encryption beyond its iMessage service to photos and other data backed up to its iCloud storage service. It says the move is urgent given an increase in data breaches that have seen 1.1 billion personal records exposed across the globe in 2021. Sport and the Belgium captain Eden Hazard has announced his retirement from international football at the age of 31. His decision follows Belgium's failure to progress from the group stage at this year's World Cup. More from the BBC's Maz Faruqi. Hazard announcing his retirement via social media. They all tend to do it that way these days, don't they? At the age of 31, he made his Belgium debut back in 2008 when he was just 17, 126 caps he earned for Belgium. But after they got knocked out in the group stage, he's writing on social media today. A page turns today. Thank you for your love and for your unparalleled support. Thank you for all the happiness since 2008. I have decided to put an end to my international career. The succession is ready. I will miss you. The German Football Association says Hansi Flick will remain as manager despite the country's group stage exit at the World Cup. Germany finished third in Group E, marking the second consecutive World Cup in which they failed to reach the knockout stage. Earlier this week, technical director Oliver Oliver Bierhoff had his contract ended, but the DFB has chosen to keep Flick as manager before Germany hosts the European Championship in 2024. The World Cup in Qatar is having a rest day after Portugal and Morocco completed the quarterfinal lineup on Tuesday. The two sides will meet on Saturday. Morocco knocked out one of the pre-tournament favourites, Spain, on penalties to reach the last eight for the first time in their history. They're also the first Arab nation to go this far at a World Cup. The former Morocco international Rajid Azouzi, who played at the 94 and 98 World Cups, believes they can cause another upset when they face Portugal. I think, you know, it is very hard. But, you know, against Spain was very hard. Against Croatia was very hard. Against Belgium was very hard. Um, I say if we continue to work differently like this and allow clean sheets, um, uh, then we are always in a position to score a goal every time, um, even against Portugal. And, uh, uh, yes, we see um, they have a lot of fantastic players. We see Ramos and the, the striker. Was incredible yesterday, but the the other other guys, Bruno Fernandes and, and and the other guys, also very very smart and very good. Um, 
So, but you know, in the in the football game, we see it yesterday. Uh, every time you have a chance, and I, I, I say before the game we will beat um, Spain. So I say now we will beat Portugal. Um, and I think uh, you see it when we when we play the the counter attack, like yesterday, a little bit uh, straighter. Um, then we have a good chance, and uh, we have fast player, faster player. We have um, a player who can uh, can make individual. Uh, the uh, the difference so i think uh, we have a we have a good we have a good chance also on saturday the reigning champions france take on england it's the first time the two nations will meet in the knockout stage at a major tournament the first quarter final match kicks off tomorrow at 11 p.m hong kong time when brazil take on the 2018 finalists croatia that's followed by argentina versus the netherlands Brazil produced some of the most entertaining football of the tournament so far in their 4-1 win over South Korea last time out. Journalist Fernando Duarte says Brazilian fans are feeling cautiously optimistic. Well, I think the vibe is quite positive because Brazil have been playing decent football. I think there was a bit of a downer when they lost that game to Cameroon, but but everybody knew it was a second a second string side, although I, I still think they should have lost. But the game against uh, Korea was definitely, definitely lift the spirits, especially with the quality of football that was played. Uh, there's a lot of respect to Croatia. They are not pushovers. They, the quarterfinals have been a barrier for Brazil in the last in the last couple of World Cups. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a stage that we usually reach, but we we haven't cleared that much. So, yeah, it's it's cautious optimism would be the. The, the 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 perfect expression, I think. Baseball now, and superstar slugger Aaron Judge has reportedly agreed to a major league baseball record nine-year deal worth three hundred and sixty million U.S. dollars to return to the New York Yankees. The thirty-year-old U.S. free agent outfielder, who smashed an American League record sixty-two home runs last season, had rejected a seven-year Yankees offer worth two hundred and thirteen point five million dollars before the twenty twenty-two campaign. His new deal reportedly means Judge made $150 million by betting on himself in the 2022 campaign when he led MLB in homers, runs scored with 133 and runs battered in with 131. And ten years after finishing fourth in the 800 metres at the Olympic Games in London, Kenya's Pamela Jalimo has received a bronze medal. She was awarded it following the International Olympic Committee's disqualification of Russia's Maria Savanova due to a doping violation. And on to the weather, it'll be mainly fine and dry this afternoon with moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, fine and dry with cool mornings for the next couple of days. It'll be cloudier and temperatures will fall progressively for the first half of next week. Currently 22 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 62%. The news from RTHK. On your radio and live online, this is The Brew Till Two.
and someone loves you as Emily Sander and Niall Rogers. Brilliant. Right here on Radio 3. It's one we We're swapping things around today. Chef Neil will be with you tomorrow, live from a crazy pop-up gig he's doing. And today, that means it's sports and all with Danny Hicks, well, in about five to ten minutes from now. Please don't make promises that you can't keep. Your best intentions end up hurting me. No matter what, I love you endlessly. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. I can't tell you what I wanna say, cause I. 